Get After It podcast, where we talk about what it is, but we're more interested in what gets you from the before picture to the after. Joe Ryan is a Marine vet. Brian Gustafson's an Army vet, both from Montana, and they sold cars together 15 years ago. Now they both like talking with people on different topics they're passionate about. Yeah, man. Boom. Cheers to that. That's what we do. Cheers. Cheers. I feel so fancy now. We're like one of those podcasts that's like having a little drinky poo on the podcast. Right. Watch out. So we're we're live. We're live at the end bar. Live at the trendy end bar. I feel trendy. This this, uh, little cocktail I have is called a sage advice. And mine is the blackberry something something blah blah blah. Oh wait, I have the menu over here. Oh, grab I, it, yep. grab it. I'm, I'm gonna have a fry while you're grabbing the menu because they brought us out a a flight of sauces. And I may not have shared this on the podcast yet, but I am a like sauce fanatic. I think you mentioned you're a saucy gentleman. Yeah, and so I like sauces. So I'm having the blackberry citrus old fashioned. So for you kids out there. This is it's disgusting. Um, I don't like the taste of it, and um, Brian made me drink it. <laughs> like he was like, "You better do this or else." And I was like, "Okay, peer pressure." Um, so I gave in. You should not. Um, but this is all bad for you adults out there. This is um, delicious and a delicious, um, <laughs> enticing. I and mean, it's like it looks good too. Like I took a picture of it, and, and now I'm going to try my first little sip. Yeah. So for for all you kids, it's gross. Nasty. And for you adults. Whoa. Yeah. And and mine reminds me of something. I can't think of it. Maybe when I think of it. Are you against double dipping? I have to ask. Yeah, I'm, I'm against it. Okay. So I have to I have to just eat these then. This is better, you know. With no sauce. You could also take another fry and dip that and then take the what you dipped and spread it on those dry fries. No. <laughs> no, it's okay. I just, I just have to remember that now. I'm glad I asked because I was totally ready to just dive in with my double dip all the stuff. Yeah, this I haven't bitten. I just broke it in half. Probably it's probably fine. Just makes me feel weird. So, what is your thought on double dipping? Like, why don't you like it? It's like, it's like George Costanza says. You know, it's like putting your whole mouth in the dip. You know, <laughs> which I'd be fine with that as well. Like, you could. Whoa. You could yeah. You could, you could stick your finger in there. Like it just doesn't matter. I feel the more germs you get in your body, the better. That can't be true. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's just where I, where I think, you know, just, mm-hmm. um, oh, man, it was off a show. Oh, uh, uh, The Office. Dwight's like, yeah, I, I, we should have hand sanitizers everywhere. I'd use those. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, and, and goes through all that thing. I, and I hate to, like, say that I'm like Dwight, but I'm more like him than I am not like him okay and so I, i'm fine with i'm fine with germs i'm not i guess i'm not a I'm germaphobe but i do still wash my hands and and things of that sort he had a really manly um a manly character going on like a lot of his characteristics like he was a beet farmer he had like a lot of land oh i thought you were talking about me and i'm like oh well thank you i mean thank you joe i mean you're trying to model yourself after a manly person so, i mean it's kind of a I'm not modeling myself after Dwight. <laughs> okay, that one's good. That like ketchup aioli, is that what they called it? Oh, the red one? Mm-hmm. That's curry ketchup. Curry ketchup. I like that. Yeah. I feel like they just have ketchup and they put curry powder in it. 
Another, well, it worked. And other awesome stuff. I mean, I'm not trying to... <laughs> yeah, no, it, it worked for me. And then the, this one that looks like chocolate mousse, that's probably my, my favorite out of all of them. It's off-putting to watch you eat it because it looks like you're dipping fries into chocolate pudding. So, But that one would be okay to double dip in because it already looks bad. Yeah, maybe if I try it and I'm like, I'm never going to... Eat then that, that's that the one, one I could double dip it. Dip away. All right, you got to try it then. Okay. Let's see what you think. So we got five sauces. There's a chocolate mousse one that's a garlic something. Like uh, a black garlic. I think they called it an aioli. I think everything is an aioli, right? I don't even know what an aioli is. I think it's a mayonnaise mixture. Oh, okay. Because there's one that looks like mayonnaise with nuts in it. Hmm. Looks like a potato salad, like a red potato yeah, salad. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like. And that one, I don't know if I really... It didn't have a ton of flavor. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I like that one. What do you think of the, the black garlic? It was pretty good. I'm not yeah. sure if I can let you... <laughs> yeah, so I can't double dip that one either. Man. Yeah, the potato salad looking one just kind of tastes like mayonnaise. Okay. Or maybe try. because like I'm thinking of potato salad, it kind of tastes like potato salad. Mm-hmm. The, like the placebo effect. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Does oh. it taste like... What does it taste like? <clears throat> That's the bacon bacon mayonnaise. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm sure that someone in my childhood put bacon in... Well, probably everything I tried. So potato salad would be one of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, baked potato. I, that's what I was thinking. Baked potato. Now that it's there. It does kind of taste like a baked potato. If you like a lot of mayonnaise. <laughs> on your, your baked, baked potato. potato. Yep. Yeah. What is the what is the green one? Um, I think that's the chimchurri. That's the one I was excited about when she okay. said it because I, I heard about it on a like some cooking channel, and they were all about oh the chimchurri sauce is the, what we really love here down in this country. It's really good. It's it's super good. I just like yeah, I like it. So it almost um, there's like uh, it's not parsley. What's the other thing? It looks like parsley. Oh. Why can't I think of it? Cilantro. Cilantro. There's definitely cilantro in it. Yeah. There's got to be. And now I'm getting ready to eat the, my second bite of fry that's just dry because I can't double dip. Why can't you take another... Like a, it's, I call it the paintbrush fry. You take the other fry. Oops. Oh, you're paintbrushing the microphone and everything else. It's just a stand. But I do need a napkin. Hold on. So this is how we're starting podcast number 20. Like, we're, we're excited that we're at podcast 20. Oh, it's 20. Yeah, and we have so much to talk about, but we like doing this on-site stuff. Uh, not sure how the background noise is going to sound yet again. It, this is similar to when we were at um, the em- Empty Pints. Yeah. A uh, little loud background music. Yep. But I like it. I like it. Maybe Maybe... Maybe we try outside at one point. Maybe we try that. Like, we move oh. everything outside and try that. I don't know. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool if there was, like, a nice gentle breeze in the background and maybe, like, a birds chirping? And, and cars driving by? Cars driving by. People probably honk. That'd be that'd be good. Entertaining. Honk if you like podcasts. But the, the secret, the secret to why we're doing this is because even if just our waitress is like, well, what are you recording? We might get one more listener mm-hmm. by doing this, you know, not in a secret place, but in the public where people can see us. It's worked, I think. We've had a few people ask about it, and I don't know if they ever actually checked it out. We don't have a business card. No. Oh, you know, we, we need like a business card or something. Like for the podcast. Right. That's just like, yeah, I'm a 
I'm a professional podcaster. You're working on a sticker right now for the coffee that I would I would happily hand out as our sticker and or card. Just the coffee coming out of the microphone is hilarious, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, and I'm not like a I'm not like a graphic artist or anything graphic graphic artist or anything, but I I know how to play around with Photoshop, so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I kind of like the idea of the the coffee coming out of the microphone mm-hmm. because that's that's the first thing we can segue into is we just ordered our first fifteen bags officially today. Woohoo! Of coffee from Albanco, the get after it um, roast. What are we calling it? The get after the, it the cacophonous. <laughs> what, 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 was, what did you say? The cacophonous coffee? Yeah, the, the cacophony of flavor. Oh, it has a cacophony of flavor. Yeah, it has a cacophony of flavor. <laughs> uh, it's from Guatemala. When I did talk to Jesse today, he's going to do a little bit of tweaking, mm-hmm. but he has the whole recipe down for drip coffee, French press. He's got all that ready for us. Oh, cool. And he's been, he's been playing with it, toying with it. I don't know what he, tweaking, whatever you call it. He said he took my notes. I went over and got some coffee. He's like, I took your notes. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he really liked your notes. Your Whoa. notes were way better than mine. Cool. I was just like, you know, it's it's good. <laughs> Here's some good coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and so he said it would be it would be ready either l- late this week, you know, like Friday, or early next week. Okay. And so if it's ready this week, he's going to text me. Otherwise, it'll be early next week. And then what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to sell that to all of our listeners. Uh, we've got a few yeah. people already lined up that, that have asked. Uh, shout out to Lane Jones all the way down in Texas. Whoa. He said he wants any kind of swag we put out because he likes listening. So, Lane, if you're listening, shout out. We. Yeah, thanks, man. The coffee's usually bigger in Texas, but you're going to like the Montana version, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's. I, th- I would say, even though he's been down in Texas for a while, he's a Montana boy at heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Um, but he's, he's actually down there getting after it right now. Is he? Yeah. Did she ask if we want anchovies? Entree. Oh, oh yeah, not yet. Not yet. Thank you. So uh, he's down getting after it in Texas. He's one of my prior U students. And uh, yeah, I, uh, and he's actually, I think I told you about him because he's the one that got me to start listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, he's the culprit. Yeah. That's he right. used to ask me a ton of questions about the Joe Rogan podcast. And I was like, stop listening to Joe Rogan. He's Satan or something. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know what I, I, what I said. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I was, you know, totally against it. And then I grew and matured a little bit. Okay. And now I, you know, definitely listen to Joe Rogan and it's kind of partly to, to Lane Jones. So Lane, thank you for pre-ordering your coffee and also for uh, maybe being somewhere down the line an inspiration for us starting this podcast. And also for every time you showed up to a Bible study with Brian, for really putting the screws to him. Yeah. You know? I heard about that and I respect that, Lane. Don't let him get off with any of this any of this half-cocked explanations about the Bible. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, good job, man. Yeah, he, he kept me on my toes. And then he even brought a ton of people to youth group that they also took after him and keep me on my toes. So, that's good. That. That's good. That. Yeah. I love so, that. So, that was, that was kind of news number one. I think the way that we're going to sell it is you have to find us, either if you know us personally already, just get a hold of us however you normally would. If you're a listener yeah. that doesn't know us personally, you got to find us on Instagram. You're going to go to get after it underscore podcast on Instagram, and mm-hmm. then you message the page, mm-hmm. and then we'll just work through either Venmo or PayPal, and we'll, we'll go from there. If you're here in town, there's no shipping, 
but we're going to figure out a flat rate shipping, probably like five bucks. So it's going to be about 20 bucks for you to get a, a bag of coffee. Bag of coffee. And we're not really making profit on this, like maybe two bucks a bag. The whole idea, though, is that then we can start working on like stickers and shirts or, hmm. you know, whatever. That's kind of the idea. Yeah. We're building stuff, that kind of thing. Yeah. That's gaining steam like a train or whatever gains steam. A steamboat. Like a steam maker. A, a steam engine. Mm. It's like an engine of steam. A bathroom with the shower going on hot. We are like the bathroom with the shower going on hot right now. Yeah. Steaming it up. Gaining steam. Fog in the windows. Okay. I sh- well, I showed, I showed my daughter our map. The map that shows like everybody that's that's listening from all around actually the world, but the, yeah. but the country mainly, mm-hmm. and it's kind of exciting to see you know um, the dots like continue to grow. So that means that you guys are out there sharing, and sharing is caring, as we've always said. And I I told uh, Lane that if he gave us a review, it'd be like putting money directly into my wallet. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's more like a back rub because we don't get paid for yeah. every review. So it's more like a back rub. But we love back rubs. So if you're far away and you couldn't, you know, even if you don't want to buy a coffee, like you may do better by r- leaving us a review. That helps us get up in the, the algorithms of things. Uh, so if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, maybe someday we'll start getting on the charts. We'll start climbing up and it'll be all because of you. So we appreciate that. And it, we know it takes time, right? You got to like go log into Apple podcast. You got to find the podcast. You got to click the review. You got to type something up. Mm-hmm. Man, we're so appreciative of your time whenever you do that. But if you do, you get one of the, we'll like read your name if we can see it mm-hmm. or whatever handle you're going by mm-hmm. under the review. Yep. We'll, we'll say, hey, we got a review from this person. We'll give you one of these. And you want one of those. You do want one of those. Imagine if you could hear your name followed by that amazing, this amazing sound. Bob Smith. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Just fill your name in, in that Bob Smith hole. That's where it would be. Okay. And we've, we've got more stuff to cover today besides reviews and, and coffee coming. You went to um, the, the knife making event. Oh, I'm going to oh call it an goodness. event or yeah. a retreat. Yeah. So this is uh, Josh Smith, who's a master blacksmith. He's been doing... He, he was actually on Forge, Forge by Fire oh, twice. I think I've seen this. Yeah. And so he's made, like, knives on, you know, national TV. Uh, but like any reality TV show, like, it's not super real. Uh, you know, like, he probably, with 30 years of experience blacksmithing and making knives, should have won. Um, but he didn't win either one. Um but he, he brought, his idea was that he would bring veterans to his business, which was, you know, is in the shop at his house. He's got a little piece of land near Missoula, Montana. And rather than just like cutting a check to some veterans organization, he wanted to actually like feel like he was doing something. Um, and, and then by meeting people personally, he could see like, the, the reward from doing that you know not not in like a selfish way but like if you just write a check somewhere you don't even know where that money goes you don't know who it benefits right so now by like personally investing and finding um, sponsors and different things like that he gets to interact and of course then I feel that the investment of time ends up being like the most important investment 
Yeah. And that dude for this weekend was working the entire time. Probably uh, end up forging like, I don't know, 40 or 50 knives, like helping veterans do that. And so I literally got to take a piece of steel, put it in, I don't know, 3,000 degrees, mm-hmm. comes out all like red hot, Whoa. and then like hit it with a hammer. Whoa. And then start making it into a knife. And they show you like how, you know, where to hit the hammer and why and what angle and what part of the anvil to put it on. This is the first time I've even really realized why an anvil is in the shape it is and, and what kind of uses it has and all of that. Like, it was just really cool. And, and not to mention, like, anytime an organization wants to, you know, help out veterans, I like to go because I like to help out veterans as well. I like to be a, uh, even though I am a veteran, most of us that are veterans don't like, like, like soaking up what other veterans could use, right? We don't like filling a seat. We don't like the handouts and donations. Like we'd rather that go to somebody that lost a limb or, you know, something like that. And so when I go to this, I want to give back as well. Yeah. And you end up engaging with, you know, uh, it was, uh, I think 16 veterans that were there and we got to, you know, interact and engage and, and meet people from all over the country. And so Josh Smith owns the Montana Knife Company. That's what it's called, is, is Montana Knife Company. Mm-hmm. I, I highly suggest anybody, if you want to help a Montana, U.S.-made, you know, if that's the kind of heart you're after, uh, is, is helping, you know, American small business. Uh, they, they've only been open for a year. And now they're like, they're, they're continuing to grow pretty quickly. And they'll do these... Um, these drops of knives. You can't go to their website and order a knife right now. Okay. They're all sold out. Mm-hmm. And so they'll, they'll, they'll get like 500 of them in and like, like get them all ready to go. And they'll say, okay, the release is, you know, tonight at midnight. You know, they, they let you know a couple weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. And then you got to like set an alarm and then you like hit refresh with, and you have to have like the knife open. The one that you want, you have to have that. You can't just be like on their website. You have to have the exact knife you want pulled up and you hit refresh. And as soon as it says that it's no longer sold out, you have to click through. The last drop they did was a week ago and they sold out in seven minutes. Whoa. And so that's a company that's only been going for a year. And so this guy will be on our podcast. It'll be more than likely it's going to be 2022. It'll be like the end of this year that we record. Who knows you know, when it'll come out. So December, January, maybe even into February. But we're going to drive to, it's called Frenchtown, Frenchtown, Montana. And we're going to um, do a podcast with him. Cool. Um, and I, I'm reminded that this is the knife that you lost. Right. And so uh, opening day, opening day of antelope season, I did lose the first knife I bought through them. I bought another one while I was there. Oh. And then I... I wasn't trying to like get any handouts. I just told them I was like, "Yeah, I lost my knife." Mm-hmm. There, the next time they release that knife, it's called the Speed Goat. The next <laughs> okay. time they release that one, uh-huh. uh, they're going to give me a code <gasps> so that I can get a little discount, you know, kind of a replacement code. Uh, so they're going to nice. help me out that way as well. And it's funny, I lost. So the the other name for antelope is um, Speed Goat. So that's why okay. they call it that. It Makes sense. The speed goat after after this animal, and so I lost the knife while hunting speed goats. Dang! <laughs> lost the speed goat while hunting speed goats, 
which is the, the the truth of it anyway because I've been hunting the, the last couple weekends for speed goats pronghorn antelope all those names mm-hmm. and it's tough mm-hmm. it's really tough I think we've talked about it before but their their method of defense is just being in an open field they're so much faster than you and they see you and smell you from a mile yeah and and they can see yeah they don't they don't necessarily get in a position where you can even like really crawl up on them it's, it's pretty tough Man, um, so you went to this um, retreat in Frenchtown. Yep. And um, was it? It was more than one day, or just a day that you went out? So I went up on a Friday night. Yeah. Um, and so I'm glad you asked that because they they cooked us amazing food. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a, a spice company called Tacta Calories, Tacta Calories, that sent up these amazing spices, and then um, oh, I'd have to look. I'll have to look in just a second here. Tacta Calories. Yeah. But it's been, it's been my favorite spice since, and I put it on my eggs. Like everything is so good. Oh. I've got to bring you some. It's, yeah. it's delicious. And then stay classy meats. Stay classy meats sent us like buffalo and some different things. So that first night we did what's called a flip flop style mule deer leg. And so they take this this whole entire leg of a mule deer. Uh-huh. It's skinned, of course, and, and cleaned up a little bit, but the bone's still in there. It just it looks like a hairless leg like mm-hmm. well no skin either i guess meat <laughs> meat mm-hmm. leg i'm sure everybody's seen this uh just what a leg looks like without flesh on it and they put it above the fire on a grill like a, a grate and they have they have it seasoned with a little bit of marinade and this tactic calories seasoning and then they put it down on the gra- that grill a grate when that sides like maybe two three minutes they flip it and so now the other side that hasn't been against the fire, that's now cooking. And they cut little slivers off the top of the leg that's, that's been cooking. And then they re-season that side after they cut all of the cooked meat off. And then they flip it. And then they cut the side that's just, and they call it flip-flop style. It was some of the best meat I've ever had in my life. And mule deer is not known for, for comparing that way that yeah. like it's you got to cook it real special and whatever and so i, I give it a, a testament to you know maybe the situation you're in maybe makes food taste a little bit better but also uh the the sauces and marinades and all this stuff that we use like it was it was fantastic then the, the next day we had um breakfast sausage made out of bear bear sausage bear sausage <laughs> And um, it's not the first time I've had bear, but this might have been the best bear I've tasted. It was really good. And then that day for lunch, somebody that's, uh, she's on Instagram. She's a a big hunter and she brought in uh, like summer sausage made out of mountain lion. So we had, we had mule deer. Oh, oh. And for pre-lunch, we had a pre-lunch where we cooked bison over the forge so we cut up this bison tenderloin and skewered it and then just like where where we were heating up the knives as people are heating up knives i'm like running this skewer of buffalo bison meat in front of the forge and cooking it and that officially like i know i said the mule deer is almost the best meat Uh that bison officially was the best meat I have had, and it was like a pre-lunch. It was like a pre-lunch. Best meat yeah. you ever had. Yeah, because there was a Elevensies. Like uh, there was a Missoula food truck that came out and actually gave us um, lunch Saturday and Sunday. Well, and they they donated a ton of it. I know, like they had to receive some, you know, compensation for feeding, you know, 
25 people by the time you get the vets and everybody that's kind of helping. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that like all they did was kind of like if anything they might have broken even, but I don't even know if they did that. And they had uh, it was like a barbecue food truck. But Josh also brought out um, a, a couple people that like helped in, in making the knives. There was a guy named uh, Brandon Lilly, which he works for Sornix, which is a, a weights a weightlifting company that like sells like weights and different things, and they they love veterans. And so this guy Brandon Lilly, I hadn't heard of him before, but he. If you saw him, you'd be like, oh, he must be like a professional bodybuilder just when you see him. And he was. Oh, (laughs) and he is. Yeah, and and, and he was. And he shared a little bit of his story. He's gone through some trauma and stuff. And then there was uh, Laura Zera. Um, She was there as well, and she had been on Naked and Afraid five times. Whoa. And she taught us how to start a fire with, like, the fireboard and spindle and bow, like caveman style starting a fire. And I hate to, like, it sounds like I'm putting down, like, everything that, you know, forging knives and all of that. My favorite part was starting the fire like yeah. a caveman. Whoa. It was it was absolutely amazing. And Laura also walked around with me on the, the, the grounds and showed me uh, a couple different plants that you can, like, use for medicinal purposes. So I didn't know this. Like, willows, the little shoots of plants that grow all over Montana near rivers, uh-huh. these willows, you can chew on them and it'll help cure a headache. Whoa. And she showed me the uh, white man's footprint. That's the name of a plant. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the uses for that. I think it was something to do with bee stings. You could rub it on like a, a uh, an insect bite. Or it would stop the bleeding. No, that was a different one, and I can't remember the name. It was like Nufa or Nana. And you chew that one up and put it in a, um, a cut, and it would stop the bleeding. It like uh, it shrinks your capillaries. So... This this business, Montana Knife Company, that's been in business for uh, about a year, right, is already helping veterans. Right, it's like I was right. just thinking about that. Like you know, in my first year of business, I'm not thinking about r- running these huge fund, not not even a fund, just a big event where you're going to have people that you kind of need to look after a little bit, and it's and it's up to you to like. Yeah, feed them and make sure they're safe and teach them how to do stuff. And And somehow you got like some TV celebrities to come and also participate and enrich the experience like even that deeper. Because I mean, even without her, right? It would have been the most amazing bear meat, knife making event ever. But he's like, you know what? I know this lady and she's kind of famous and in in the same realm that everyone kind of is interested. Why don't you meet her and walk around the grounds with her? She'll teach you stuff. So here's the deal. That Brandon Lily guy and the Laura Zera, they both helped. So the the main fundraiser for this was they all built a, what's called a Damascus blade. I and know it, the ones. And they just they're, they're literally like the coolest designs you can see in the yeah. metal. Like that means it's Damascus. Like that's, that's what it is. The three of them did their own Damascus design and put it into one blade. Whoa. They called it like the fingerprint or something. And then they auctioned that off. And so it was kind of like the three of them that said, hey, this is what we're going to do. And rather than just like give the money away, we'll all come back for this event and and put it together. And he also got Black Rifle Coffee uh, to, to support. And so they sent out a reporter um, for Coffee or Die. And then they, they sent out two people that, if you look up Black Rifle Coffee on YouTube, you would have seen both of these people on their YouTube a bunch. Uh, Jay, Jay Limp 
that's his his name on Instagram because he has one leg, uh-huh. and so he calls himself Jay Limp. Um, he he lost a leg in Iraq, and uh, he was there. And then um, what is now his fiance, uh, they got engaged right before all of us got there on Friday. Well, cool. Yeah, and so it was just it was just really cool. I I kind of wanted to just give a shout out to Montana Knife Company. I did want to share with everybody like how cool this weekend was. Mm-hmm. I've never stayed in a wall tent, which is like the big white canvas tents. I'm sure you've you've seen them, Joe. Oh yeah. Uh, I stayed in a wall tent on a cot. It was we get we stayed outside. You know, everybody stayed outside. It was it was really cool, yeah. and it was the first time it rained um, in the Missoula area in like two months, and it rained every night on us. Whoa! And I stayed dry. I stayed dry. <laughs> but it was just it was just really cool, and I met a couple um, really cool people from around the country. One guy I met from Great Falls, uh, Rick, Rich, Rich. Um, met him and it turns out that this guy um, had actually known you as well yeah so Rich. that was just a weird little connection too mm-hmm. that's right hey Rich if you're listening how you doing man yeah Rich thanks for for being supportive and liking my stuff on the Instagram and then also just uh, sharing and of course like you're gonna write a review too so we appreciate that yeah for sure um Anything is there anything else, else I'm forgetting? I, I just feel like you're good at questions, so maybe I am forgetting something, but I don't think so. So, yeah, let me think about it. It was a cool weekend, um, Frenchtown, Missoula. We're going to be going out there to podcast with him, and I'm going to hopefully finagle some way to get a knife out of this. That's what I'm, <laughs> That'll be my ulterior motives, my selfish yeah. ulterior okay. motives. Yeah. I'll sound the whole time like I'm going to be like this uh, just there to like maybe think of other ways to help veterans and stuff like that but what i'm going to be thinking is like how do i get a knife that'd be cool <laughs> just get like a little knife that i could wear in my belt maybe maybe have people think twice remember that remember that show um sons of anarchy you ever heard of that show i've heard of it yeah so it's just you know there's a bunch of people riding around on motorcycles and it's a very you know, it's a cool aesthetic. People, Lots of people with tattoos. People like that aesthetic. It's a tough guy, tough girl, a, you know, American yeehaw sort of thing. I like that too. And there's this guy, like the lead guy. He was wearing this like Marine Corps style K-bar. And I actually have that exact knife. And I was like, this guy is wearing it. Maybe me too. I never did. But maybe then if I go learn how or, you know, talk to the guy that makes knives, maybe learn a little bit of how to make my own knife. Maybe I can like then start rocking this huge knife around town just for no just i have a knife on me you know you'll be the knife guy the knife oh yeah there's the knife guy yeah he's always rocking that knife yeah there's no rule against it right i don't think so i can i can rock like a k-bar in the in walmart if i want to um in the in the instagram world it's called your edc and that means your everyday carry okay my everyday carry um your everyday carry knife would just be a little bit more awkward than most everybody else Everyone else has like what you call a pocket knife that would be yes. easily sealed away and convenient and useful. Yes. Mine would be mostly for show. Cumbersome. Cumbersome also, yeah. Not, well, not super useful. I, you, I learned from one of my squad leaders in Iraq that anything you can do with a big knife, you can also do with a small knife, but not in reverse. Or No, wait. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Anything you can do with a small knife, no. Okay, so if you have a bi- if you have a choice between uh, a big knife and a small knife, right? Always choose the small one. 
Why? Because a small knife can do anything a big knife can, but a big knife can't do anything a small knife can. Everything a small knife can. What can't I do with my my large knife that I could do with a smaller knife? It would be much more difficult to uh, do intricate kind of carving and things of of that nature. So any kind of like small, you know, maybe like trimming like... um, something off your your clothing gets everything that you need to do on a small scale gets more difficult with a big knife i'm not saying it doesn't get more difficult to do the big things with a small knife but it can be done in in a much safer manner and so the waitress came by yet again i think uh joe joe ordered something and uh the last couple times we've been in a restaurant for this show waitresses avoid us they don't eat they don't come over at all she's like no i'm coming over yeah she she wants to be on the podcast ready or not yeah and i'm like i like that i like you please keep interacting in this way (laughs) i i am going to um when we're done recording you have to remind me but i'm going to show you the knife i got while i was there you got pictures or you got it on you I've, i've got it in my truck Ooh, cool. In my truck. I'm not wearing it because when you have a bigger knife, it's kind of awkward to wear it around everywhere. Joe. <laughs> That's what he said, Brian. <laughs> like, I feel if you start wearing a K-bar around, you also have to have a trench coat. Mm. And you need to dye your hair black and probably start wearing, like, eyeliner. Well, or in the show, he was doing... I don't know. Oh, he was wearing chucks, which I can't wear very easily. Without, he was wearing what? Uh, Converse Chuck Taylors. Yeah. So he's wearing chucks with some jeans and a white t-shirt, which I could do not so good with the Chuck Taylors because I have um, insoles that I have to wear, so they don't fit so good in the Chuck Taylors anymore. Um, and I'd have to buy a Harley. You know, he was a... Right, and that's, and like, that's the together. whole difference. If you don't have a Harley, you have to have the trench coat. It brought it all together yeah. for him. You know, he was like, what's this guy walking around with a big old knife for? Oh, he rides a Harley. Okay, yeah, that, it's that cool. makes sense it's for cool. some reason. Yeah, you, you don't feel like necessarily in danger, almost protected when that person's around. Yeah, you know, like, this guy... Like he stands up for things. Mm-hmm. But when you see the guy with no bike and has a big knife... Mm. You feel in danger. You're like, why does he have a knife all of a sudden? Right, right. That's not part of his usual thing. Yeah. Thank you. So I know we were talking about, you know, Montana Knife Company, and that's why we're talking about knives a lot, but I feel like we're talking about knives a lot. I have a, um, we could go on to another thing. I did a thing. Um, so that was two weeks ago for you, right? That was two weeks ago, yeah. <sighs> another, we, I mean, on a side note. We, we were talking about how we got to get together and do something podcast related every week because we got way, way ahead of the game because we're, we're like dynamos at this now. We're yeah. like too good almost. And so we were just like, man, I'm feeling so confident. Brian, you can go take a vacation, go hunting, do whatever you want. We, we don't even have to meet this week. And then it just felt weird. It felt not. It really did. It felt not good. I was like, oh man, I felt like I dropped a couple balls there. There's just some things I should have got done. Certain things that I was supposed to remind you about. There things you were probably supposed to remind me about, but yep. I don't remember what they are. Yeah, for sure. That's impossible for me to know. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. So that's a side note. I was just thinking. So we're, you know, I know it's not like people aren't tuning in to find out exactly how to do their own podcast and exactly what we're doing, but we're 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 trying to tighten things up every week. We talk about it in in text conversation or now we're meeting at the gym which is kind of helpful we have a few minutes a couple mornings a week yep where we can just kind of touch bases and say how's that working for us this we like this we're not so sure about let's 
because it's I don't know it's what I do know is I like I like what we're doing it's fun and that's why it's cool to try to like you know polish this polish so, this diamond yeah so that's what I was gonna say is like it's not that we share how to podcast because we want you to go out and start your own podcast by all means you can we we share what we're doing because we're letting you into our lives yeah, you're you're the behind the you're in the behind the scenes. Yeah, you, point you get right to now. hear what's going on with us, and we like to be as real as possible. We like to really let people in. I think the the storytelling and the interaction that we have with each other and, and what we're what is going on in our lives is why people tune in. Yeah, that's the genuine part. Like when we were thinking about, hey, what, I mean, we we never thought about this. Like, hey, how can we build this marketing sales product? You know, we thought to ourselves, well, this could be in the future. But that's not what we're trying to do. And if, and if we were trying to build the perfect product, if, if I could just write it down and say, okay, we need to make sure that we have this in our perfect marketing product, one of the top number one things would be our genuine nature. It can't be we're faking this. Like this is just our, this is just characters we're making up. We had these, we're making up these stories. This isn't right. really what's happening. And we're just right. trying to be entertaining only to get listeners and then only to make money. Um, I want to make money, shoot. But I think I think the way to do that is to be, and it almost feels like we got to be vulnerable. I feel like that's the work to first be vulnerable with the mistakes that we're going to make, but then also listen back to them and go, oh, I don't know if I wanted to make that particular mistake again. Okay, well, let's see what happens if I try to polish that and, and see what happens when we keep going. And well, how's that going to feel? And so that's what makes it like really worth it to keep going for us. You know, we like Absolutely. doing this. So. Um, oh, and so on, on to a next, uh, another subject, just, just a new topic. Um, I did something last. Wait, hold on. Go ahead. Do we have a new topic noise? You want to pick one out? Oh, new topic noise. Let's, let's figure it out. Do, new topic do, noise. Do, 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 do. Um, oh, oh, I have an idea. Okay. Idea coming in hot. Hey, um, by round of applause, who wants to hear, uh, oh, sorry. A round of applause. Who wants to hear a new idea, new topic? Oh, you, you, you and you? You want to? Okay, okay, that's mostly okay. I'll bring up a new topic. New, new topic. topic. <laughs> new topic time. That that was okay. Right? <laughs> I think the applause sounds really weak. We don't. Yeah, they're like it's we like did, a golf clap. We, yeah, we did that on purpose. Yeah, a weak clap is I think funnier. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I did something that was also sort of a retreat. Now, I wasn't part of the retreat, but then I was invited to become part of the retreat. Um, and this was, it was kind of weird. Um, in a weird, good way. Like, a, like, wow, I wouldn't expect that to happen. Sort of weird. So I was booked to do a wedding um, in Rainsford, Montana, which is out near Monarch, on your way to Showdown Ski Area. And um, they said that it was a couple from Denver but they were doing it at this place that I'd never heard of before. And they kept on calling it like a, a musician's retreat or something like that. And the name of it is the Thunderhead. Well, let me bring up the, the page that I have here. Real quick. Oh yeah. You got to bring it up. I don't want to, I don't want to. Okay. It's called the Thunderhead refuge. So you can actually go to thunderheadrefuge.com and check it out and see everything that I'm talking about. So I go up there to this wedding and all I have to do is I'm just the DJ. I don't even have to play any music. And I actually asked him, you know, hey, I've, you know, if you need, since we're being in the middle of the woods and you call this a musician's retreat, you know, do you want me to bring like a guitar or anything like just in case? And he was like, oh no, I mean, we've got plenty of guitars up here and all sorts of acoustic instruments. And um, and so when I got up there, it, it really was, I mean, the, the wedding was beautiful, cool couple, 
Um, but I was just the DJ guy. But I started meeting all these people who, um, right before the wedding started, um, and it was all acoustic. And like this guy pulls out a fiddle, another guy pulls out a dobro that he puts on his lap like a guitar. A what? It's called a dobro. You play a with a dobro. If you can imagine a guitar that you're playing on your lap with a with a bar, a slide bar over here like a metal bar, and you're kind of it sounds very bluegrass and country okay okay you've probably heard it before probably uh, um and, and so people are bringing out all these instruments and i'm like whoa so i realized that every nearly every single person is a musician at this wedding <laughs> there's like 30 to 50 people there and every single one of them um i think except for the bride and groom i, I don't know how they're even you know really i think he did i don't know what he did um, but so I realized that everyone is a musician and I'm like, at, in, I'm in awe, you know? So I realized that they, they introduced me to the guy who kind of, he started this refuge called the Thunderhead Refuge and his name is Chris. I can't remember his last name, but he is a French horn player for the New Jersey Philharmonic. So I guess wow. if you, if you look up the New Jersey Philharmonic and there's a guy named Chris playing the French horn, that's the guy I'm talking about. <laughs> Right. Um, what, what color hair did he have? Do you remember? Grayish. He's a grayish, um, course, yeah, grayish gentleman. A salt and sort pepper gentleman. Yeah, salt and pepper, brownish, gray, I'd say, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but that's not all. I mean, there's guitar players from San Francisco. There's one living up there. I mean, and so they come there as a retreat, and they'll, they'll stop what they're doing as their music job, and they'll come and live in our Montana wilderness for three months or however long they want to stay, because mm-hmm. you can go up there for a day and just, you know, whatever. But they've got power up there. They've got a little barn. They've got little houses. And if you look on the um, the website, they've got um, they're made with like hand hand mixed mud, so hand mixed sort of cement out of sawdust and all this stuff. And then they put in um, wine bottles in in betwixt all of these things. So the walls are all beautiful, and they're letting in all this colorful natural light. And it looks like it looks like what you would imagine if you had accidentally happened upon the Shire. You know, and you were like, oh my gosh, is this where hobbits live? Right. But it wasn't small. It was just whimsical and amazing. So you could stand up inside the buildings? Yes, yeah, you could okay. stand up. Yeah. Not, not so a like a full-size shire. A full-size shire. Right. Uh, well, maybe a shire for giants. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Gandalf, he could fit in the house, but he had to duck in. He had to duck down. You just wouldn't have to duck. Wouldn't have to duck. You'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. So my cousin is a, a writer. Uh, he's in Bozeman. And he puts on a writer's retreat. But it seems like it might be different than this. His retreat is like to get a bunch of writers together and they just kind of like talk about writing and, you know, like almost like networking and sharing ideas, but also relax and, and you know, whatever. Yeah. This this might seem like, if, I guess if I was a musician, I would go to this retreat to maybe like if I have like writer's block. And I'm trying to write some songs. I would go up there and just try to gain inspiration. Yep. Is that kind of the idea? Yep. Just go up there and be in the mountains and not worry about it. And even the, um, so the French horn player, Chris, he's known for not playing his French horn. Like he won't do it. He'll, he'll pick, he was the one picking up the dobro, which is not his instrument. And it, I mean, he did a pretty good job on it, but you could tell that that wasn't what he played, you know, for a living. So here's the deal. Every time you say dobro, I think that's my nickname if I ever get into baking. Hey there, Dobro. We need two more burgers. Right. Oh, okay, so you might be confused on baking. What you talked about okay. was grilling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> baking would be like bread, bagels, donuts, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, burgers is grilling. Mm-hmm. I would have a different name for that. Dobro's, Dobro's Bakery. 
Right. Okay. Yes. On the corner of um, flour and yeast. (laughs) (laughs) Poor dad jokes. Okay. (laughs) If you're you're still a listener and you have been since the, the, the way beginning, you have to like dad jokes if you're still here. You're probably like a dad joke connoisseur. Yeah. You kind of have to be. I do have a few jokes that I want to share later. Because I, I, I thought it was like a fun thing that we we did it like one time. I said like a quick little like quick dad joke, and it was, I think it was like the favorite part of any podcast we've ever done for my wife. Oh, really? Even though so if I, I would have told her that in person, she would not have laughed. <laughs> She'd have looked at me like, "Oh, great, another dad joke." Mm-hmm. But since we did it on the podcast, she was like, "Oh, that was hilarious." Well, it's different when it's in person. It is. It's just way different, you know, yeah. when you hear a dad joke on a podcast or, you know, when you're doing other, maybe when you're by yourself, it's now it's like your guilty secret, you know, <laughs> like you can, right. you can, you can laugh at dad jokes. You can be like a full grown man and like watch my little pony when no one's watching. No one's going to judge you because you're alone. And so I, I have one in my head already. I don't have to look in my notes, but um, this, this woman was in labor. And she started yelling. She said, shouldn't, couldn't, wouldn't, won't. The doctor comes in and says, it's okay. They're just contractions. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want another beverage? You're right? Yeah. Water. Water sounds good for me. And and that joke was interrupted by our delightful waitress asking if we wanted water. And I have headphones on. I can't hear anything. Yeah, I gotta, I'll repeat everything she yeah. says. That's what I realized. You were like, you're looking at me like, what is she saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, let me interpret. I, ga- I gave you the same look I always give my wife, and then she interprets for me. Okay. So you just became my wife just just now. Okay. I yeah. mean, that's weird. Not that, not, that it's, not that it's weird or anything, but that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Can can you? Can, what is your name? Leah. 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 Mm-hmm. Leah. Thank you, Leah. We've talked about you on the podcast now. Awesome. Yeah. This, you, what is it? This is the Get After It. This podcast. is the Get After It podcast. Get After It. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah, it's motivational. We get. Uh, we have ones. This is called the What We Got After podcast. And so we just kind of talk, just him and I. But every other podcast-ish, we have the Get After It podcast, which is we interview people from around Great Falls that have, like, started a small business that, you know, all, you've started a small This Is is this yours? Yes. Here, this is, like, my part-time gig. Yeah, so the pandemic hit me hard, and we lost our marketing agency and everything. So you you have to repeat, Joe. So she had a marketing agency that the pandemic had uh, slammed pretty hard. And so now that's why she's working here. She's working here just part-time gig, but she's actually a marketing business owner. Oh, sweet. So we restructured our e-commerce that we had developed and have turned it into an evergreen fundraising concept to help the community. Evergreen fundraising concept? What what do you... um, imagine a fundraiser that never stops. I, and a fundraiser that never stops. Yeah. I need your website. Do you have a pen? Oh, so, yeah, of course she has a pen. Oh my yeah. gosh! I, I want to look it up. Yeah, cool. Good. All right. Thank you, Leah. Hey, thank you. 
that's it right there. That's it right there, folks. Yeah, man. So Leah, um, so what I gathered from that is Leah um, and her husband, I believe, or partner, um, had a marketing business. And she said she lost $70,000 or something like that through the pandemic or some, you know, all of her jobs went away. And she was like, whoa, what do you do? And now she's working here as a part-time gig. And weren't you wondering, like, why is this waitress so good at her job and attentive? We've already said that. Yeah, we were saying that. And so the reason is, is she's a business owner of marketing. And she probably saw what we were doing and was like, oh, marketers. Yeah, man, I speak this language. Let me go. Let me go make a connection. And I'm glad she did. I'm glad, yeah. like, we were here, like, just, we were, like, available just to get a message from someone that, I mean, that sounds like she had a really good um, amount of work on the on, on the docket, you know, $70,000 worth of contracts, let's right, say, right. that was lost because of the pandemic. I mean, well, you must have been doing something right. I mean, you must have been, you know, some, somebody was liking what you were putting out there. Right, right. And um, now she's kind of parlayed that into a... Um, I think she said an online marketing um, business uh, that's more for fundraising. And so I was like, some sort of green fundraising. And I was like, and she was like, can you imagine a fundraiser that never stops? And I actually, I was thinking, no, that, because fundraisers are hard. (laughs) I I play them sometimes. I've set up a few and it takes like, and if you've ever been to, if you're, if you serve on a nonprofit board and you've done fundraisers, bless you and your overworked heart because (laughs) no one no one is working as hard as you and no one really cares i'm just kidding we all care and love you but no i'm what i'm saying is it's just really really hard hard work to do fundraisers it's tough you know because most people are in a nonprofit in in that world um so that they can do good works and help people and feed them and house them and do that sort of thing Mm -hmm. the last thing they're in that that sort of business uh, for is to raise money Right, and so you when know, you're doing a fundraiser, you're doing like the one thing you didn't want to ever have to really do. Yeah, you yeah. don't you don't like doing that. That's not yeah. your favorite. And plus, putting on any party, I mean, the logistics of putting on any party when you've got the just think of a wedding. Let's say the wedding, the photographer, the caterer, the officiant, the DJ, the live musician, which can be the same person. If the you're, venue, the venue, all these people, you got to call them. You got to put them on your calendar. You got to know their names. You got to have their phone number. You got to get back to them when you need to get back to them. The hairdresser, the dressmaker, the tux rental place, the best. Oh my goodness. And all you might, and you might spend, you might spend $20,000 and have hundreds and thousands of hours of like volunteer time and these people taking their time away from their professional jobs to come and do this and you might make three grand or right. some, right. some tiny little amount because it just oh we we forgot that this fundraiser we, we scheduled it on the day that uh, all the basketball tournaments are going on in Great Falls and if you do that you're not going to make no money right sorry yep. <laughs> yep so if you don't know about that sorry and so yeah, that's cool, man. So we're gonna find out. Something yeah, so about we'll, we'll Leah's get to business. find out some more more information about Leah's business. That's pretty cool. It's totally cool. Um, I think I was done with my musicians retreat. Anyways, that was a cool day though, because I found out about it. I kind of walked around in kind of awe, like, "Whoa!" I didn't realize anything like this existed, and I need to tell everyone in the world. And so I, they invited me back the next day, and I will tell you about that. Okay, we're totally we're totally gonna share with everybody. What is what is the website, Joe? It's bestonlinegiftstore.com. You know what makes the best? Yeah. Every gift that's purchased gives back. 
every gift that is purchased gives back, launching the first week of October. Yeah. Cool. Oh, so it's not up yet. We can't. We can't go there yet. We can go there and visit everything. Everything. If it just looks like there's some things that need to be added, you know. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Well, that was really cool. What a cool connection. And then I also wrote, I started an affirmations brand called Just Affirm It. Just Affirm It, an yes. affirmations brand. Okay. Completely all about the same thing, just powering through those hardships and getting after it and mo- being motivated. Okay. Awesome. Because when you stand still. So true. Can, can we find you on a social media platform? Yeah. We'll find you. We're going to find you. Yeah. Yeah, we'll find you because I think we might we might try to get you on the show. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. And, yeah. Th- and then we'll have like the third microphone set up and uh-huh. it would be more official. We don't have to have Joe translate. Perfect. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. Oh, yeah. And, and the, the flight of sauces is amazing. We loved it. It is, it is so good. We loved all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still digging the, the black garlic whatever. You, you may feel free to double dip from here on out. Just. Oh, you're done? <laughs> yeah. Are I'm, you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, because I, I was actually feeling a little like I was eating the rest of the fries. I don't know. You can eat all the rest of the fries, man. I'm going to look this up. I'm going to look this up right now. So oh, you, wait. I can't. What happened? You can look it up on your phone, no? I can look it up on my phone. Okay, I'll do you, that. You look it up, and I will finish up. Um, oh yeah! So the story about the the refuge, the music refuge. I keep on saying. Well, I want to say refugee. It's we're not refugees, even though there's a wiffle ball tournament up there where um, the Montanans that are born there and kind of live up there all year round are against the people that kind of come in and work there, the musicians that are staying there. So they do call it the um, the Montanans against the refugees. So maybe that's where I'm I'm getting. That. Anyways, beautiful place up there. Check out the website. Um, so the what, next day, what is that website again? Because we're going to get people confused. The thunder thunderheadrefuge.com. Thunder, th- yeah, just thunderheadrefuge.com. Okay. Yeah, it's just that we've gone back and forth a couple times, so yeah, I want right. to make sure that you know everybody's everybody's there. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so thunderheadrefuge.com. Um, I went back to Great Falls the next day. I had a show downtown outside of Snitz Bar, which if you are a local here, you know that you that used to be That Bar, which is just the name That Bar, which is kind of cool. Known for being a dive bar. Um, there was It's even connected with a local murder, if you're into that um, um, true crime stuff. I think I saw an episode where that was it was like in connection of. But anyways... That has nothing to do with the the music that was going on. So um, Snitz Bar is now what it's called. They changed the name a, a couple guys. Actually, I think I met three of the owners. I'm not sure how many owners there are, but I met three of them. Mm-hmm. And um, they decided to refurbish the bar and just keep it a dive bar. Just keep it exactly what it was. Just make sure everything works and is clean and is safe. Um, so they decided to do a, um, a block party. And so they're at the other end of our downtown from where the bigger shows that the Mighty Mo and maybe the End Bar actually kind of put on and, and, and host or sponsor. Mm-hmm. And so, and I was talking to them about it and they were like, we love that Mighty Mo and the End Bar and the people are doing that. And that's, those are great shows because they're bringing in big acts, you know, and, it, and people have a lot of fun. And what they want to do to differentiate themselves on the, uh, say the quote, quote, other side of Main Street or whatever, down the street, um, or central 
is they want to uh, make sure that they're just doing local musicians. So, uh, so the Lester's Mystery Oil came out with their own stage and part of their PA, and they were using part of 50 Watt Sun stage. I mean, not stage, but their PA. Um, and then, so then they had me open. And then right after me, there's Hell City Kitty, who's a great local um, original band. They might mm-hmm. do one or two covers, but they're, they're an original band. And then um, Lester's Mystery Oil um, is like a really cool 90s sort of hard rock band that people really like. And so that was a great show. That was fun. Love those guys. Um, and it was it's always really fun for me as a background music player to get up on a huge stage and hear my voice like really loud like i can like I, i'm reminded hey i can rock it sometimes okay yeah, man. <laughs> so then i stuck around for a little bit uh tried to catch as much of the next act as i could and then i was i hightailed it back home to grab the kids and melanie and i bring, brought them back up to the musicians retreat because um we were invited to like they were doing a wiffle ball game and then they're gonna have a food and then they all sat around the fire um, and played music. And I thought, man, there's going to be like 30 musicians around a fire and they're going to be amazing and they're all going to be from all over the world and this is going to be this cool thing. So I brought them all up and it was awesome. It was like, so I, I recommend everyone check it out. If you're a musician and you know of a musician who doesn't know about what I'm talking about, send it to them and I'm going to try to do the same. I'm going to try to just message all my friends with this website and say, hey man, there's a little membership or there's a work trade. Like you can go up there and spend five hours of work and stay in any one of their little cabins or little little, little sites where you can just uh, pitch a tent for free. And so they're just trying what, to... What kind of work do you have to do? Just anything. It's it's kind of construction, you know. Anything. Just like helping out around... Yep. Just just helping yeah, out. Yeah, they, like... They, uh, they've got their own mill out there, so you could help grab some... Groundskeeper Willie kind of stuff. Yeah, Groundskeeper Willie sort of yeah. stuff. Or if there's someone who's cutting some stuff or nailing, you know, building another one of those little cabins, maybe you can help them on one of the parts of that, you know. And there'll be someone up there to help you. And yeah, so anyways, that was, like, mind-blowing. And um, So just, were there actually 30 musicians playing at the same time, or does everybody, like, take turns when you're around the fire? They did take turns. You know, so everyone kind of joins in. There might be five or six playing at a time. And then people walk away, go grab some beers, you know. But then they, it's just this, like, and then when one song stops, someone is like, oh, it's my turn. And I'll choose a song. And then you can grab an instrument. Like, like in a, 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 I'm picturing, like, underneath a microscope, like, looking at, like, little amoebas and cells and things. Yeah. And then, like, like, one gets a little bigger. And then it kind of, like, splits into two. What is that called when the cell splits? Amorphous? No, it's a... Uh, I was thinking of that. Metamor- no, it's not metamorphosis. But anyway, when the cell, the cell splits, you know. And, and so um, I'm also picturing a little bit of like a Disney movie. If somebody like picks up and like there you starts go. playing music and then like all of the farm animals come in and they're singing along. And then this person's singing along, like just like uh, Little Mermaid. And by the end of it, like everybody's involved in it the flounders and the you know stingrays and the sharks and everybody you yeah, know it's exactly like that except <sighs> for except for the animals i didn't see singing but i'm it was dark you know yeah, at that time there I, could have been animals i just handed brian my my phone so i could see a couple pictures i snapped like three pictures maybe you could go you know to swipe one side or the other and um, just to show you, big old fire. Oh, yeah, like a big, long fire. Yeah, big old, long one. And uh, lots of people sitting around. And uh, 
And it was yeah, good. It was pretty cool. It, it was really fun. And so um, I think that's all I have to say about that. Um, yeah. So that's that's been like the two big things that have happened in our lives. But we've also been talking about the podcast quite a bit. Like you said, we've, we've had some time now that Joe's going to the gym a couple days a week. We take a little bit of time after the gym before I head home and, and we chat a little bit about the podcast. We've had a few ideas. And yeah, we both agree that getting a, a few podcasts ahead is kind of hard, even though it's very useful uh-huh. because then we're like, we feel like we're, yeah, we're, we're ahead. We're doing good work, you know? Yep. But it's difficult not to be in practice. And honestly, like doing this, like really does help fill my cup. Yep. I find this energizing and, and, yep. and it's something that I enjoy doing. And so I had to miss out on that for what, like a week and a half. It wasn't good. It wasn't good for us. I mean, individually and as a business. We did have dinner together, though. Project. The dinner was good. The dinner was fantastic. Joe made me noodles again, y'all. Yeah. Joe, I mean, it wasn't for me. It was for my wife. And I feel like he actually did a better job making them for my wife. Yeah, it was a little bit better. (laughs) Yeah. He was really trying to impress her. But we went over to the house, and my wife, Lindsay, and Melanie, and... I mean, they've met before, but this is their first like time like interacting, uh-huh. and that's that's always nice when two bros and their wives like hang out. That's nice. Yeah, that's good. Got to meet. Uh, bo- uh, I have met your kids before, but got to you know see them again and interact. And uh, one one of your children is working on uh, some artwork for us. Yep, working on our logo. And and again, like I I I've listened to the intro podcast that we have. I'd like to record that again. I think we talked about that. Yes. But I've, I've listened to it. And in that, we didn't know how, how much of our personal life to share, right? Like names oh, yeah. of our wives and children. So I just said this, like, very, like, I gave enough information to say that your children were there and one of them's doing artwork, but I didn't give any names, right. genders, or specifics. Right. And so it's... It, I'm happy with that. Like, I'm okay with that. That's cool. I, I still feel that, like, people knew that there was more than one kid there. Yep. They don't need to know the genders, names, ages. It's fine. You know, what if we what if we blow up and get super famous and there'll be stalkers and stuff? Right. You know, right. And, and we don't want that. And nah. so, so that was fun. It was fun. And with that, the new motivation to have a podcast where we talk about your cats... We have to talk about your cats, and we're not going to do it right now. Yeah. Our plan is to maybe record two podcasts today. So we're going to like finish this one, and then we're going to take a little pause, yeah. and then we're, we're more than likely going to record another one. And so in the next podcast you listen to, you're going to find out why I've wanted to talk about Joe's cats. Yeah, and they're, they're interesting. I mean, I'm going to... You can't share anything. I'm not going to share anything. There's more than one of them. That's all you get to know. There's they, two of them. There are colors, and they have tails. That's all you get to know right now. You have to listen to the next podcast to find out about Joe's cats. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I mean, if you like cats. And so then, then the other thing we wanted to talk about the podcast was that um, we've, we've had the schedule of every Tuesday we're releasing one that's an interview, and then every Thursday it's you and I. We call one Get After It. We call the other one What We Got After We'd like to put out, not all the time, but some bonus episodes. Uh-huh. So, so we may we may start doing that. Keep your eyes, ears, and nose noses open for bonus episodes. But we may mess up the the cadence that you're used to by not having an interview every single Tuesday. Right. I, I, yeah. Because I mean, 
we're so new. It's hard to like. I mean, it hasn't been hard to get people on the show, but it, it it's it's definitely us having to reach out right now. Like, I, I can't. I'm not waiting. People aren't knocking down our door saying, "Hey, can we, I be on the podcast?" We've had one person do that for us. One, and now two. Yep, two people. We've now yeah. had two people that have, that so have asked us. What I what I'm thinking is is why don't we do these podcasts just you and me until like you know until we find like the coolest makes the most sense and or they reached out to us and we couldn't say no sort of interviews you know because I like the interview thing but should we always be forcing it you know should we just you know, just try to get anybody ah we got to get someone it's Tuesday I don't think that we've. I don't think that we've just tried to get anybody. A lot of them have been friends of ours. For we, sure. Not yet. You no. know, and, but I do feel very shortly it would almost start to be forced. Right. And I and we've gotten some feedback. People, uh, a, a couple of people like the ones that we just do ourselves, you and me. Yeah. Our banter, whatever. We're talking about stuff. So, yeah, it might be worth just doing it, you and me, and trying to figure out some other fun things. Because um, people like the... People like the sound effects. People like the jokes. You know, we'll just maybe we'll try to dial in something like that. We'll just. I, but I'm gonna need I'm gonna need an agreement from our listeners if we do this. Uh-huh. The the behind the scenes motivation for having other people on mm-hmm. is that that's a whole new circle of friends that they can share the podcast with that didn't know about the podcast before we interviewed them. Mm-hmm. So like Brooks. Right, he's going to share on his, you know, Facebook or, or Instagram, and then we might get one or two new listeners. Yeah. Uh-huh. What will happen is we will not get new listeners without our current listeners sharing, sharing. and sharing alike. Mm-hmm. Right, and so uh, what I'm aware of, what I feel that I'm aware of, is we haven't had a listener, on their own fruition, just share our podcast. You know, like, I haven't had somebody just go, hey, I found this podcast. Now, it may have been done. They didn't tag us in it, right? Like, they didn't say, you know, at Brian or at Joe or at Get After It for us to be able to see that. So it may have happened. And, and people may have shared it in a private message or in a text or something like that. And so I'm not being, yeah. I'm not being like, unappreciative of the sharing that's already happened. I'm just saying I haven't seen it. And if, if we decide not to have as many interviews... The, the rate of new listeners will be affected greatly. Sure, sure. Without sure. the help of the people that are listening to this podcast right now. Sure. But I think it's like a, um, like it's, it's, it's only, it's a short-term problem, you know? It is a short-term problem because, like, oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to, I didn't want to interrupt. It's okay. I didn't, I did want to interrupt. I don't want to interrupt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's only a short-term problem because like, let's say we did the next 10 without having an interview, you know? Right. And so then we're at 30, mm-hmm. you know, we've got 30. Mm-hmm. And then we do an interview, one, two, three, with like the Knife Company person, um, Josh Smith. Maybe we get maybe a bigger name like Reggie Watts or maybe we get the governor on or some, some just something cool and where we would get like a lot of attention all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Like, boom, it just kind of explodes. And then they're going to be like, well, what else do these guys got? And we already got like these 30 and, and what our, our, I think what our, um, the listeners who are listening to us for us are trying to tell us is that we, we are really good together. 
and we don't absolutely need an interview every time. Those are fun. Don't stop doing those. But know that we're good together and we should um, put, put those in the bank so that when, when people have 30 or 50 to listen to, they'll actually have something like Sean was saying that's bingeable. Like you can actually, hey man, you can listen to us all weekend and you won't get past and you won't get to the end right. by, by that point. And I'm looking forward to that point to where we're, we've got like an exhaustive amount of hours to listen to once you find us and once we've you know maybe some some cool person will put us on their show or we'll get we'll get on somebody else's podcast and they'll they'll you know give us the shout out and and the other thing that i wanted when i wanted to interrupt and then i didn't want to interrupt earlier <laughs> okay is completely agreeing with what you're saying but okay. then also to say our listeners don't shouldn't need us to to beg for them to to share the podcast yeah we as podcasters uh-huh. should earn that yeah that's right like we should be so good that they are are nothing but compelled even while listening they pause it and say my goodness i have to share this with Susie yep. and billy and and from a mountain yeah and that and you want to be I want this podcast to be that thing that you would want to share with your friends and so yeah. that your friends and family would like you and say thank you. Oh, this is so funny. This is so great. You know what I mean? Like the first yeah. person that introduced you to black garlic aioli. That was you. You know? <laughs> that was you that did that. Hey, man. There you go. Yeah. But you know that. And so you're right. We got to earn it. And so to ask for it every time, eh, maybe it's good to be in practice, you know, like like a proper salesman. You should you should ask for what you're, what you're wanting, uh, but not at all depend on that. You know, we should be asking that just to remind people, but then just to remind them of the thing they were already thinking. Yeah, like, they were already thinking it. Maybe we were cracking some jokes and they're like, oh, man, my uncle... Sean would just love this and I got to give it to him. And that would be because we earned it. Yep. You know, yep. we talk about things that are fun or maybe we're the local guys or I don't know. Well, and, and on that note too, I wanted to say that like we've kind of agreed not to script. No scripting. There's no scripting. We may have like today we knew that we wanted to talk about like kind of the direction of the podcast. We knew we wanted to talk about your weekend and my weekend. Yeah. But we didn't sit here and say, now you need to make sure that you do this and you do this and I say this and then you need to lead me into this softball question and that. Like we, we want to have real conversation that you get to like be a part of. Yeah. We're kind of having that conversation right now. You know? Yeah, right, right. We're like letting you listen to what we're, the behind the scenes stuff. Right. You yeah. Know? Because we're, we're, we're letting you in our lives and we, that's been the whole part of the podcast is we want people to be in our lives. We've both been in, in jobs in our life that that's kind of part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe being a musician, you let people into a lot of emotion and raw feeling and, and you're very vulnerable when you're like putting out new music. As a pastor, you kind of do the same thing. You're, you're raw and vulnerable, hopefully. Um, I would say if you're a pastor worth your salt, you are raw and vulnerable and real. Um, and, and so with that, like, it's, it's, it's almost just a natural part for us to then share with people. Yeah. And yeah, we, we go together like fries and garlic aioli. Yeah, like black, fr- black garlic aioli. Yeah, we do. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's been, yeah. And so that's what we're trying to do is notice that. Like that has to be like a real thing. Not like, oh, we're not, we don't go good together at all. Like fries and 
mud or something, you know, but we still want you to share us and share a like, you know, we want us to, you know, Joe, that won't work. Joe, watch this. Watch what's happening right now. Oh, you double dip. That's a double dip. Ugh. That's what just happened. It makes me want to. Okay. <laughs> and I have to tell you that uh, the fries and mud, that wasn't very original. Uh, sorry. You could have come up with something better. I know. I was thinking something way better, like, you know, but mud is all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I need to come up with a better word than mud, you know, like, like dirty mud, like, like, <laughs> like wet, wet dirt, or something, <laughs> like, like fries and wet socks. Yeah, like, like that would have been better. Fries and then or stale fries and wet socks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or stale socks and wet fries. Ooh, that'd be worse. Yeah, or like toothpaste and orange juice. Oh, oh goodness, those two things. While biting a spoon. While biting a spoon. Yeah. Wrapped, yeah. wrapped in foil. Du- and the toothpaste has been double dipped. Oh, my God. <laughs> double dipped toothpaste. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so that's it. I think you all, I think you all are, are on the, the same page as we are. Yeah. You've I think you're there. If, you, if, you've been, if you've been listening, you're on the same page. We're going to re-record an intro that'll be a little bit shorter. Not an intro to each show. We like that, how it's going right now. We may re-record that eventually. But there's, yeah. a, there's an episode that you can listen to as a, that's a new time, a first-time listener's um, intro podcast. We're going to re-record that because there's some things in there. Even in just 20 episodes, this has kind of morphed, uh, chameleoned, you know, and changed a little bit. Not in any uh, manipulated way, but just uh, naturally. Naturally. You know, just just like a river flowing, we've seen a few rocks in the way. Mm-hmm. We've seen a, a smoother path that we need to go, and that's that's where we're going. Yeah, and it uh, has taken us on location to places where we're drinking beers sometimes on a podcast, which Eat, is eating fries. Eating fries. I mean, it's the first time we ever did this, but I'm I'm like feeling so cool right now. You know how Joe Rogan is always drinking something. Like, yeah, he's smoking pot and smoking pot or something. It's it's smoking cigars and drinking beers. It's not that I want to do that. I'm not saying let's do that all the time. But when you look at a guy like that and you're like, man, that guy has like he is so free. He's just himself. He's just I, I want to be free like that. And so now doing what we do, finding our niche, having a beer ski maybe while while we podcast. Well, and and on that note too, uh, like. I, I spent like two and a half years where I had like taken a sabbatical from drinking. Nope, no more. And it wasn't because I, I had an alcohol problem. Uh, due to the nature of what my wife and I do in our home with, with foster care, there's actually a chance that you know bringing a child into our home, that the, the smell of alcohol could be a, a trigger. Oh, uh, yeah, gotcha. A, a traumatic trigger. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so it just made sense to me to... to abstained and mm-hmm. also it was kind of like a challenge yeah. right like can, can I it? and what I found when when you don't drink is uh, many people ask you why like even even in my explanation just now I, oh, I yeah. had to like say it wasn't because I had a drinking problem I have to like say that because uh-huh. people automatically assume it so um, by no means by us telling you that we are having a drink right now is it saying that like everybody should go out and get drunk all the time no no it's, no, no. The, the whole point is bringing you into exactly the scene and scenario that, that we have here at the end bar and um, maybe entice you to come try the end bar and let you know that we're being as real as possible with you. Yep. We're giving you all the, uh, we're not hiding nothing. Yeah. You know, we're, we're regular guys. 
We're Reg- regular dudes. Regular dudes. I mean, Brian brings up that was or is a pastor all the time. Is what you say? You are a pastor. Well, yeah. I don't think you lose that unless you like. Yeah, Brian brings up he's he is a pastor all the time, but that's not because he's trying to tell you how 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 good he is. He's trying to tell you um, that he probably smells like coffee and donuts. <laughs> that I had a weight problem at one point. Uh, that uh, people often like like when you say you know I am a pastor. There's so much weight that comes with that yeah. that I don't enjoy. Yeah. But there's part of it that when I do start to sound like a religious zealot, I need to tell people, oh yeah, I've. I was a pastor. I am a pastor. I like. I'm an ordained minister. I, you know, I, you kind of have to say, well, this is why I sound like a religious zealot right now. Sorry. Or I use that Christianese word, mm-hmm. and so I'm often, you know, reminded when I'm using like super religious language because for ten years it's the culture I've been in. It's almost like if you moved down to Mexico yeah. and you came back and you spoke Spanish accidentally while you're ordering pizza, you have yeah. to explain, oh, I was in Spain for ten years Sorry. or in Mexico for ten years, right? It's, Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times I'm saying I'm a pastor almost as an apology like I see. you know kind of kind of like that uh-huh. um, it's still very much part of my life I still believe in Jesus and all of that but it's uh, it almost is a negative thing that I feel comes along comes along with me um, because people look at you uh, differently yeah differently you, and not as real yeah it's that's weird I mean I had the same sort of I mean not exactly but introducing myself as a musician. You know, oh, I have to say, yeah. hey, yeah, I'm a musician. Um, I also have a bachelor's degree and a, and a full-time job, and I live in a house that I own. Um, <laughs> I own my cars and my home. Yep. These are fresh clothes that <laughs> yeah. I didn't get at the Salvation Army. Yeah. Don't live with my mom. Don't uh, don't live with my mom. Um, and that, that's actually one of the things I wanted to pipe up with the, the Katie Brooks um, interview. You know, because her parents were like, hey, your art won't won't pay the bills. You shouldn't do that. And I'm like, I'm sitting over here like, um, <laughs> art will pay the bills. I, in that interview, your, in that interview, I said, your parents ouch. call me. Oh, yeah. I said, ouch. Yeah. And I get like, you actually see movies all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, you can't be an artist. And then it's a stereotype. For sure. it, it, it totally is a stereotype. We're not saying anything bad about Katie's parents. No, it no. is like. Hopefully not something that you tell your children. It's yeah. like, don't do this thing. Don't pursue this thing. But there's also a line as a parent that, you you know, if you don't feel it's a safe career for someone, that you do, like, offer guidance as a parent. Sure. Um, uh, but also, we have to let our children fail sometimes. Yeah. And s- often, when we let them fail, they don't. Yeah, they don't. I say go for it, by the way. I'm, I disagree with Katie's parents. I'm not saying they're bad people, but the right, four, right, right, right. The 30 years ago when they gave her that, or 20 years ago when she, they, I would have disagreed. I'd be like, nah, let her try. <laughs> what's, what's the worst that's going to happen? And, and I would say that I disagree with them as well. And in all good intentions, they told her that, mm-hmm. but they were they were probably wrong to tell her that. Yeah, what are you going to do? But that's just my opinion. See. Was that? I mean, how much weight does that have in anyone's life? I'm just a guy talking, right? Well, this this brings up a good point because we wanted to say that uh, we wanted to tell everybody that we're going to argue. Joe and I are going to oh, argue. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we're not going to. It's not going to be a scripted argument, but we know that there's topics that him and I may not see exactly eye to eye on. Right, and I want to introduce one, but I mean, we we don't have to get into it right now because we're getting to maybe the end, and we should record the next one. Okay, okay. But I'll introduce it just okay. as, as like a um, a teaser. Okay. Because this is a fun story. Okay. So in one of our last podcasts, um, and I think it was the one in the chamber of uh, pints. Okay. 
Um, we were talking about the horn of Jericho. Or the okay, the, the Battle of Jericho. The Battle of Jericho. Battle of Jericho, yep. And so you, you'd said something there, and I, and, I, and I was thinking to myself, in the podcast, right? I was thinking to myself, I don't agree with that. <laughs> but what I said was, oh, cool. And, you know, just like I went along with it. And you just didn't necessarily agree. Did not push but, back at but all. But you were, you were okay with what I said. I was going to let it go because I didn't want to, like, I think you're on another track. We were talking about something else. You know what I mean? And like, I don't like to be the guy that's like, hey, I know we're talking about something else, but let's stop it. And, and, and <laughs> oh, let's so, nail this down, buddy. So, right. So we're going to do that more often, though, because we have to get practiced. We have yes. to get practiced at, at not being what society has trained us to be. Right. And we want to make it so like we want to be more real and we want to also be a good example for um, like, well, what if you do disagree with your friend or a person on social media? Um, what if you do disagree with them and you don't just want to throw fiery arrows at them? You have like an actual, maybe an argument or maybe you think there's a misunderstanding and you would like to clear that up, but you don't want, cause I know a lot of people that have disengaged. Like they have just been like, I just don't want to do it anymore. I'm not going to engage with people. I'm done with it. And I'm guilty of that. Like I, I even, um, Rich, if you're listening, I'm sorry, man. Like I, <laughs> he's one of the people that I blocked on Facebook. Yeah, like I went, I went through a because he he was real passionate about his his ideals and what he you know he had ideals that and he thought a thing, and he had opinions, and and I was reading that and I was real sensitive you know maybe, you know as an, as a veteran myself sometimes I get real sensitive to things and sometimes I get real angry, and that anger makes me go to dark places. And, and so it was easier for you in that moment rather than to try to have a, a conversation with him to just say yep. block block yep. And disengage and he had no idea he had no idea not his fault right and so uh, and I've, I've messaged him and let him know and I said hey man I'm, I'm sent I was I was a sensitive person at that time that was about a year ago ish maybe let's say yeah and um, but I've kind of you know I've been going to counseling and I've been working on myself and um, I'm, I'm okay with people's opinions they don't I don't take them to heart anymore I think it was just right. a, a very short time in my life maybe a lot of our lives let's say during the pandemic when we all were kind of rubbed a little raw. We and were spending a little way sensitive. too much time on social media, right? For sure. And oh, so, yeah. I, I mean, and so like, I, I think people were a little bit too angry and then people maybe like me were a little too sensitive. And I feel like there, there should be a time when we can all say, Hey, you know, I, I don't, I don't know that I, I, I like that I did that or made that decision or said that thing or. So does, does that make you a wishy-washy kind of person? Yeah. Well, maybe in some people's eyes, but, but I, I would say, no, I would say right. that, that through education, through learning and being open, it's okay that like I may have said something even just 20 podcasts ago that yeah. I now don't agree with. Right. Because I've, I've gained knowledge, hopefully. I, I hope we haven't spent the last two and a half, three months not learning. Oh and so, gosh. like, I should know more than I knew three months ago. And so to say that everything I've believed in my entire life, it, it just can't change. Right. And so we want to be able to show that, first of all, the algorithm is not going to affect this podcast. Right. There is no overlord telling Joe and I what we can and can't talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, that also means that there's, there's no fake news filter. So there's a chance that we might say something accidentally that's not true. Hopefully yep. one or the other will catch it. Yep. So that means don't believe everything we say, but also like like we want to be an example of what you can observe in how to 
have have good debate that isn't just this cancel culture right that isn't uh like like you just ad- ad- admitting to being a part of i'm actually not on facebook at all because i just kind of like canceled facebook you pre-canceled everyone <laughs> yeah like like every <laughs> single person because i didn't like what yeah. the algorithm was showing me yeah exactly you, you exactly. end up being in this echo chamber yes of, of either just a ton of people that are saying things that you agree with or 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 you're, you're in this chamber of like a bunch of people that are in things that you don't agree with because you've interacted with those posts. And so mm-hmm. Facebook's like, oh, show them more because they're, they're interacting, they're commenting, they're doing yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so anyway, I just like Facebook is just a nightmare. Um, it is. And so when, um, when you said that thing about the, uh, the Battle of Jericho, right? Right. And I, I thought to myself, well, how am I going to address this? You yeah. know, because yeah. I couldn't stop thinking about it. Because there's, there's a trigger in me that doesn't like um, illogical statements, you know? Right. Like, I don't like things that, that well, that doesn't add up. You know, right. that, that right. feeling, you oh, know? I'm so, I'm so excited to talk about this. Like, so when, when we, so th- with, when this we one, with this one, we've agreed, like, I knew that this is the one he wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we agreed that we would both um, give our points beforehand yeah. so that we could research. Because we didn't want to give fake information yep. uh, or, or just, like, hearsay. Uh, I want to know that, like, whatever, you know, I actually don't know the exact, <laughs> the exact um, reason you felt like I, I might have said something different yet. I don't know what that is. Maybe I should, maybe I should do it, and then we don't talk about it. I'll just okay, say what, what, it, what is. is it? Yeah. And then, okay, so, um, and then I'll tell you a little bit of how I've prepared. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Um, because so this is, this is the preview. If, just a preview. Yeah, this is a preview. So you had mentioned um, that in the Battle of Jericho, there was a horn that was blown, and the... Um, the the walls were blown outwards Mm -hmm. and this would make for a um factual evidence of the historical story that that did happen because then they dug up those walls found that those walls did fall out and that kind of says well hey these things happened and that that bible story has been is is correct historically basically Oh, I'm, I'm really trying not to get into it right now. So it's, yes, it's yes, okay. yes, so, yes. So, essentially, yes. So essentially. And so then essentially what I did was I didn't agree with that. And then I, I checked out a book from the library and I read that entire book in three uh-huh. days. And so, and so the thing that I did was it wasn't like I'm going to try to dismantle the Jericho story. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. I, you know, the, and so there's certain things, yes. But I just wanted to steep myself in the basic knowledge of the Bible. Because uh-huh. the, the Bible is the one book that we're probably going to be talking about. And I thought, well, I, I don't want to just, I don't want to come at Brian and be like, well, that's dumb. And here's, here's why that's dumb and, blah, and, and be insulting. I want to be like, well, I, I respect that book as a book of wisdom. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steep myself a little. And when I say, I read up on it and I, and, um, I read up on, a, I read a book by a Bible scholar. You know what I mean? So I wanted to know, well, what is this guy who teaches this book? What does he think about it? And so right. then I could actually talk from a place of at least basic knowledge. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's the setup. We're going to talk about that. We're just going to, and I'm just going to say, well, this is what I didn't agree with. And then this is why I think that maybe, and then maybe we can even have just a bigger um, conversation, just maybe on what we think the Bible means, because it's going to be a biblical conversation and it'll be a yeah. little bit of a back and forth, right? Right, And right. so, and we can arrive at a, well, I believe this and you believe that, but hopefully we do it in a way that isn't a good example for people. 
you know, that they can maybe use an, as an example for their friends or maybe enemies that they want to go have a, an argument with. Right, but they want right. to do so respectfully and in a way that, well, if you want to, if, if you don't, if you just, you don't go into it by wanting to win an argument. You want to just have the best, you, you, want, you want to be able to have what you're saying be understood. And, and be a logical argument. You don't want to right. win, win the debate. You just want to have a logical argument that is acknowledged. And I think we're both capable of doing that. Yeah, right. And, and, and so a lot of... Okay, so a few clarifying points is one, like there was one point when you were speaking just now that I, I, I wanted to add clarity to where you said, you know, we're going to be speaking out about the Bible. That is not like a huge topic that we're covering in this um, podcast in general. No, like we're the, not. Like we're, to get after it. No, this what is you meant is in this discussion, in the discussion, we will be discussing the Bible. Uh, that's not the purpose of this podcast. It is does come up because I, um, you know, previously was a pastor. And we've already talked about that, and so it does come up. Um, it's part of my belief system, and and in some cases, depending on the topic, that may be a source of my guidance and and reference. Uh, but it is not going to be like, oh, we're always talking about the Bible. Uh, but in this case, it will be. And I think it's important to then, um, you know, both of us bring our facts and what what we believe about the situation because of truth that we've found, right? Like like the best we can for facts. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And then it doesn't even mean that at the end of it, there has to be a winner or a loser. No, no. Like, But what it does gain is the feeling of... Joe saying, oh, I disagreed with something mm-hmm. and me just going, well, I don't like Joe for disagreeing. Like I, mm-hmm. without understanding where Joe's coming from, there's no point in me even being like upset or bothered or anything. Right. And so he's going to have an opportunity to tell me like what he disagreed with in that. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't mean that I'm a horrible person. Nope. It could actually mean that I said something wrong. Maybe. And he's, he's pointed it out. Right. I mean, maybe it yeah. could mean that, that the book I read re- referencing that was an older book and something new has come out. Like there's so many different things that could happen. It could be that, that Joe misinterpreted mm. the way I said something. Yes. There's so many ways that, that like that this, this miscommunication or misunderstanding or, or, or lack of agreement happened. Mm-hmm. And we would love to be able to not even get to the bottom of it, nah. but, but ensure that both of us have a full understanding of the other side. And so there's other topics. There's, uh, I mean, this one is religion. You're not supposed to talk about politics. You're not supposed to talk about. We could try that one if you want to. And so I'm just thinking, like, like we should totally talk about like the taboo yeah. topics to we, give people examples. You know, we, um, I think. I mean, I, I'm into that, and I think that we could provide each other a safe space. You know what I mean? Because right. I mean, you could you could disagree with anything that I say, and vice versa. Because right. I'm trying to think, like, well, is that should we do that? Like. I'm trying to think of like, I mean, we are just regular people and regular people should be talking about this. and With no intention of forcing our views onto our listeners. No, no. Literally, the, the idea is to, to give examples of what real conversation is because there's so much fallacy out there of how to handle relationship. Yeah. And if you have a problem, like how many relationships have been ruined with politics or because of politics? So they just say avoid it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, just avoid it, you know. And yep. then if you do avoid it, I believe that that's what if there is like a, a larger conspiracy, right, amongst the people who have and the people who have not. I mean, if you have, don't you want the people that have not to just give up and don't, don't <laughs> just don't even talk about it? Right, right, right. So I mean, I'm just 
Yeah, that's a little taste, but... And so as we talk about getting after it, one of the things that we should be really good at getting after it in our lives is is relationships, whether it's with friends, whether it's with family, whether it's with our spouse, our children. Um, we want to we want to be any assistance in that as possible. That could be cool. I mean, I feel like that's a word. I like, I like that we try to highlight local businesses, local people. Uh-huh. Um... I like that we're also going to be talking about things that we are getting after. Yep. Like our physical fitness goals um, and the other things that we're going to be having fun with. But also, if we could figure out how to talk about the topics of the day, I mean... We talked about Afghanistan, and I feel we handled that decently well. Yeah. It and, and more terrible. stuff has come out since then that's made yeah. it you know, even a harder topic to, to discuss yeah. uh, with the loss of more life and... Uh, now there's um, Blackhawks flying around with bodies hanging from them. Oh, yeah, I saw that. that was, yeah. Jeez. Uh, devastating. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, it's devastating. Right and, and then everybody wants to leave one name to blame for, for what happened. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it's impossible in a democracy yeah. for one person to be at fault. Yeah. But it's really easy when you're below that person quote-unquote following orders and you just left a bunch of equipment behind to point to the same name that everybody else is saying and i'm yeah. not saying that he's perfect or anything like that but my goodness we, we should be able to talk about some of these things and and uh it'd be cool if we could like if we could like talk about this stuff and then maybe find people who are in the military you know like a high high up generals as high yeah. up as we could get yeah, just get to, to Sergeant Major of the Army. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. someone. Marine Corps Command Sergeant Major. Even something. Lo- yeah. Even locally, maybe. Oh, okay. I was thinking, like, we go to D.C. We could we, go to D.C. Yeah, and we interview people that don't want to be interviewed. I mean, we could just show up to the conventions of, of things that happen and in a little suit with the right little name tag on. I've been to D.C. before. That's how it works. You just have to have the right name tag. You just have the right name tag, and you just kind of smile at people and look like you're supposed to be there. Right. That's how it works. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird town. Great food, though. Oh, my gosh. The great, so, the great somebody food. Somebody told me D.C. smells a lot like urine. Is that true? I mean, maybe. Okay. But you're too busy with the food oh. to worry about that. What's that smell? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody went to, I I haven't been to DC, but um, maybe it was my wife. Maybe it was was somebody. They were just like, man, it just smelled like urine everywhere I went. went." Maybe they just went to a bunch of porta potties. Maybe they dipped their mustache in urine. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. What are you doing if you get urine on your mustache? Sorry. Yeah. They're all peeing in the wind. (laughs) That's good advice. That's good advice. I think think it's time for another joke. Okay. And maybe. I have a joke. Okay, and then maybe we should close out. Our okay, hour and yeah, a half mark. yeah. Okay, so um, there's there's a mathematician, but he's afraid of negative numbers. Uh huh. He'll stop at nothing to avoid them. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that's good. Another dad joke. Some some people are out there right now. They're going what what? I, I'm not going to explain it. Google it. I don't know. You you figure it out. You figure yep. it out. He stop stopped, at nothing to figure it out. Stops at nothing on a line of numbers. <laughs> That's enough help. That's, That's enough help, sorry, Joe. A little, t- little hint. Okay. So uh, we hope you've enjoyed this. We've enjoyed you listening. You're flagging right now. That's cool. I mean, not cool. Sorry. I mean, the flag. Um, we've appreciated all of you listening. Yes, uh, we have. We thank, we thank you for listening to, to this episode. 
I don't know what uh, Joe's very distracting right now. Sorry. Is that the right? Is that the right one? No, not the one you wanted. No, I just was. I was gonna try to put you on some background music, but then right I realized there. there is background music. There is. So I'm gonna just yeah, go, go ahead. No background music. Okay. okay. We appreciate your time, your investment of time to listen to us, and and anything extra you do above and beyond that, we are super grateful for the background. We thank all of you. Mm-hmm. I've been Brian. I've been Joe. We'll, we'll see, see you next show. show.